Hey, Lead the Gen fam. Welcome to season two of the Student Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. We believe that Gen Z students can be incredible leaders in their homes, schools, and churches. And this podcast is all about helping you grow as a leader. Great student leadership is a result of having a great relationship with Jesus. So we also want to help you deepen your faith and understanding of God. If you love this podcast, please do us a favor and write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And don't forget to hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year. And be sure to share it with other amazing student leaders like yourself. This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people do not have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to WorldServeintl.org to get started. So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now. Hey, what's up, students? Welcome back to the Student Leadership Podcast. We're in our second overtime discussion here with Micah Steger, Director of Youth for the Nations uh, from Dallas, Texas. Uh, and in the studio today, we have the boys. We have Jordan uh, himself, Kyle, for director. What's up, Jor? Hey, what's up? And we have Colin, who is a kids ministry pastor here as well. Yo, let's go. And of course, we have Caleb, who is the jack of all trades within ministry and our resident Gen Z pastor. I'm honored to be back again. Yeah, Thank you for having me. Take that title, man. <laughs> what Jack a guy. Of, Jack of all trades might be the best, I feel like, title appropriate for all the things that you do. You know, you know what follows that, though? He's master of none. But so. better. Uh, wait, wait, wait. There's another part of that quote, isn't it? Like, a jack of all trades, but a master of none, but is still better than a master of one. Oh, that's yeah, the, that's, that's the full the phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Good, jo- good job, Caleb. I accept yeah. We're so proud of you. <laughs> well, guys, we're talking uh, about the second episode today specifically. I don't know what we're going to title it yet, but we talked a lot about beans in it, uh, specifically a story about a guy named Shema, Shem- Shamar. I always kind of butcher that name. Uh, but guys in the studio, any takeaways from what Michael was talking about this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go. Um, I loved it, by the way. Uh, Such an awesome one. And if you did not listen to it, pause this, go back, listen to it. Um, Here's what it made me think about. And and I've just been in like deep thought since this. I do think that we sort of in Christianity have a little bit of a celebrity culture, like a celebrity model of leadership, which kind of looks like influence comes from being known by like a ton of different people, a, a large group of people. So build your following or I don't know, be the type of person that can be good on a microphone, but I think that's the exact kind of person that he was saying you don't have to be. You know, sometimes we don't come from a lineage or family of pastors. We don't know all the books of the Bible memorized, or we certainly would not be good on a microphone. Like, that would just terrify us. So we feel like, oh, maybe this isn't for me. But really, I think the biblical model of what leadership looks like, it's just intimacy with the Lord. It flows from that. You know, God knows us perfectly and us aiming to know him more perfectly will get us the influence that we desire. And so I've been just thinking a lot about that. Like, I'm I'm not so sure that this celebrity Christianity is really all that biblical because you don't have to be perfect for God to use you. Yeah, and I would say, you know, sometimes if you're a great leader and you're a great speaker, maybe you never asked to become famous. Maybe you never asked for the platform, but God gave it to you because hmm. of the way that he gifted you and because of the way that he's using you. But that doesn't mean that everybody has to aspire to that, like what Jordan was saying, or everybody has to match up and say, oh, well, these aren't my gifts. That 
does that mean that God can't use me because I can't preach and yell and scream and, you know, that, that type of thing? You can still add so much to the kingdom of God, even if you're quiet and soft-spoken, based on what God has gifted you with individually and the relationships that you can develop with other people that are Christ-like and God-honoring. Yeah, one of the best leaders, student leaders in our youth group was a kid who did not have a ton of social skills, would have died if the youth pastor would have made him go on a microphone, but he was faithful. He was he was fat, faithful, available, teachable. You ever heard that? He wasn't actually fat. We had it a couple, but, couple uh, weeks ago, actually, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. 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 but he, I mean, dude, he showed up. He ran the entire tech department, showed up, and I mean, like, he was changing our youth group, but he didn't look like the model that you might see on TikTok or Instagram. So yeah, I, I, love, I love that balancing statement, Caleb. Yeah. Another, another thing that I was like listening to and just thinking through of like, wow, like legacy is something I forget about most of the time. Like that is honestly one of the, like when I wake up in the morning, like legacy is the last thing on my mind. Yeah, It only seems like it's at like some like last night of like youth retreat whenever the pastor's up there and they're mm. like, what do you want your legacy to be? And it's like, your legacy matters every single day. The thing is like, we procrastinate that until it's like big event season, whenever it's Ooh. like, I'm crying down at the altar and it's like, I want my family to know Jesus and I want my friends to know Jesus. Like your legacy matters every single day when you wake up, like your legacy really has like an impact all the time, but we're just procrastinating it most of the time. That was, it was big for me. Yeah. It's kind of, I feel like I'm at the age now where I'm starting, I need to, I should have been doing this years ago, but like saving for retirement and you know what mm. I mean? They're like, ah, oh, you need to be doing that in your twenties. And Man. I did not because like, oh, that money in my bank account feels a lot better, but it, it kind of is the same thing. Eventually you get to the end of your life and you're like, like your legacy is a lot smaller. It's a lot drier than what you thought it was. Um, but it's, but it's always kind of there, but let's, let's maybe start with defining that word. What is, what is like an appropriate definition for legacy within the context of this conversation? For me, I would say that legacy is the story of how you live your life and the people that you impacted along the way. That's a definition for me that I think covers almost all the the, the bases. You know, yeah. a lot of times when we think of legacy, we think, oh, this person was a president and they impacted the world this way. Or Elon Musk yeah. has, will have a legacy of getting us to Mars one day. Or LeBron James will legal, leave a legacy of changing how the NBA was played from 2000 to 2020. Um, legacy is not always on that big of a scale. Yeah. You know? Especially, especially like spiritual legacy. Cause, cause that is different than you bring up LeBron James. And I'm like, Ooh, that's a good point. Because when people think of legacy, it's like, you know, what did you do? You hit the shot, you know, you, you got us to Mars or you made the money. You know, it's like, it's like these one time defining things, but when we're talking spiritual legacy. It's like, what are you passing to those around you? I mean, this sounds crazy to think about, but even like everyone listening to this podcast, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of you want to be dads one day, want to be moms one day. So what kind of a father, mother do you want to be to your kids? What kind of husband, wife do you want to be to your future spouse? So it's it's a lot less about like that one thing you do and probably what are you passing on to those around you? Yeah. And just as you're saying that, I'm thinking through like when I was in high school, like I remembered like as low as like even like sixth grade, I remember always looking at those students above me, whether you realize it or not, like if you were a student in high school, you are already living out a legacy for other people. Like the people younger than anybody in a grade younger than you is going to be looking up to you being like, I want to be like that student. Like, I still remember like, man, those guys look so much taller than me and they look so much like it's, you already have a legacy. Like you're just not fully like acknowledging it right now. 
you're going to pass something down. It never feels like that in the moment, though, does it? Okay, uh, you sparked a memory. I remember when I was in sixth grade, I thought the eighth graders were huge. I actually remember thinking, like, the eighth grade girls were the most gorgeous girls I had ever (laughs) seen in my life. So you got into eighth grade. Yeah, and the male athletes were, like, these huge hunks of men. And then I was in eighth grade, and I was like— Wait, this is all we are? It should not yes. be bigger, taller, <laughs> yeah. all that yeah, stuff. Uh, uh, height isn't a gifted area for me to begin with. But yeah, the point is, I think a lot of times we are we are pushing it off to the future. Like, oh, my legacy will be. But then we're in the moment. We're like, I guess it's not right now. But really, at some point, you got to grab the bull by the horns and say, like, I'm responsible for this now, not procrastinating, pushing it off. Because like tomorrow never really comes. Someday never comes. Oh, someday I'll, you know, get in my Devo. Some days I'll, someday I'll share my faith. Uh, how about you try and start that today? That's, that's a crazy thought. Yeah. Now, now on that, on that note here, uh, obviously we all agree that legacy is important and like, this is a serious thing, but if we're just all kind of being honest in this room, I can guarantee you, we have all had really terrible moments with this where we're not concerned about it. We were way more concerned about staying up super late playing video games. The cloud. 100%. We are, yeah, we're 100%. More, more concerned yeah. about what the, the, the clothes is that we're wearing. What is what is like Gen Z? What do you guys see within like this generation coming up? Why is why is this generation specifically struggling maybe to think about legacy? Like obviously we all do. So the the playing field is equal here, but what are like the unique pressure points of Gen Z? Oh, uh they haven't been handed a good one. Like legitimately, like I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm just Ouch. like, I'm throwing that at some parents crying, right now. Crying no, in the club. no, they were, they, I was told this even like when I was in college of like, sometimes what's handed down to you as a legacy is not always good. And sometimes we adopt that and take it. Like I was given something bad from somebody else. Like whether it was like your parent or your teacher, some coach, even the 12th grader that just left. And now you got to be captain of some sports team. And you're feeling like, how do I live up to this legacy or whatever? Sometimes like we don't care if it doesn't seem like it's valuable and it won't be valuable until we make it valuable again. Hmm. I think also uh, legacy is built in like private moments. And so that's not as attractive as the public ones. So I think like if I'm going to build something, I don't know. You ever go out with like a dope outfit and you're like, I hope someone takes my picture. Oh, okay. I'm the only one weird like that. But like, if you got a fire outfit, I'm thinking like, man, I hope I can document this, throw this on my feed. So that way, or like, you know, they say the best time to make all your TikToks is like, you know, good lighting, but also when you're feeling attractive, it's like, all right, I gotta, you know, get as many of these in right <laughs> yeah. now when I'm feeling pro good. Tips. Feeling That's myself. Great. Yeah. Pro tips from your boy, the door. Um, but but those are the moments we want to post and publicize. But I think a legacy is is not glorious, glamorous. It's actually built in the moments of, you know, when no one else is looking. That's actually what defines the legacy a lot of times. It's like when push comes to shove, it's like character. Who are you? So I think Gen Z would struggle with that as I do, because it's not glorious and glamorous. Like, even as we're talking about legacy, we're talking about, you know, the the huge moments, but they're built in the private moments. Yeah, and I would say when you zoom out on someone's legacy, it looks huge. You know, you say, wow, look at all the things that this person accomplished. Look at all the people they influenced. Look at all the things they set into motion. But when you really zoom in and you look at the day-to-day, it's just several dozen small decisions a day that lead to them being productive, that lead to them being the right frame of mind, that lead to them having their priorities, right? And those are the things that add up 
to make such a beautiful story in the end. Dude, yeah, even as we're talking, like, we're part of the problem right now because even as we're talking about legacy, we're talking about these highlight real moments, you know, like all the people they touched and impacted. But I think I want students to hear that it is built so much different than how we look back and remember it. Yeah, I think that's really good. Let's let's press into that idea, though, about the, the big public moments here. Like, I think specifically Gen Z, and obviously I think all generations are struggling with this right now. We live in like a celebrity culture and a cancel culture, right? So it's, we are either going to like praise someone over the top for doing something good or cancel them really aggressively for doing something bad. It's one or the other. It's a land of extremes. Yeah. Pretty intense. Like you're, you're one or the other. There is actually no middle ground. So like, do you guys, do you guys think that like, or I guess, how do you see celebrity culture playing into that with like the next generation? I mean, when you think of, actors or musicians you know you don't see all of the 25 movies they auditioned for and didn't make it you didn't see the hours that they were in in theater club or in drama practice or improv or the moments they were practicing singing or drums or guitar in their bedroom for hours you just see the hit single Hmm. and nowadays people are just coming out of nowhere and blowing up like right now olivia rodrigo one of the most famous artists out there right now was a nobody yep. two or three mm. years ago. Yeah. And now you're just seeing, oh, wow, she just made it. all that. And so students get into this thinking mindset of, I just need my big breakthrough. Yeah. I just need the one thing that's going to skyrocket me to my future and success and all those things. And just to be honest, most times that singular moment's not going to come. So you should have something else that you're working towards. I would even probably say Olivia Rodrigo, she would be like, I've been doing this, you know, my whole life, writing songs, preparing for this moment. You just see the big breakthrough. But I mean, she would probably argue that I've been grinding and working and aiming towards this this entire time. It was a bunch of small decisions. Yeah. And uh, and so that brings up a really good point, though, of like your story is going to be your story, Mm -hmm. like your legacy. Like, and I think this is like I do this all the time. I can't even throw this on Gen Z because I'll like put myself and like somebody else's shoes of like how would I fit if I were like Captain America when's going to be the moment whenever I get put in the machine and somebody finally flips the switch <laughs> and then I become the legacy Jacked. person yeah that God made Aww. me to be it's like it's I know color. yeah I, I, I hope one day but I know it ain't going to happen I'll own up to it but like it's hard whenever you're like trying to have like your own legacy whenever you're looking at somebody else's wanting theirs Ooh. and you can't accept like my story's going to look different than everybody else's. So like Olivia Rodrigo is going to start on Disney channel. That's great. But like for me, it's going to start whenever like I start like owning up to my own struggles and I start like diving into some of the places that I've been and I'm like, all right, it's not going to start off glamorous. It's going to start by me like dealing with my like habits with pornography. It's going to start yeah. by me like owning the fact that like I struggle with like the way I see myself and I need to like deal with that in order to get like further in my relationship with God. Dang, that's so good. I, I, I guess I would even just say to every student leader then right now, you're you're building your legacy now, even though you're in middle school, even though you're in high school, you are building that now. And I would probably challenge them to look for what are those legacy defining moments. And each person that I respect in the faith, I could actually tell you their moment that they they would share, you know, like, oh, this was a huge, I didn't know it in the time, but this was a huge legacy defining moment for me where I had to surrender to God, where I had to X, Y, or Z. Um, for me, I remember in high school, there was a moment where I, I realized there was a relationship I was in that wasn't honoring God. And it was like, all right, 
Like, am I going to keep living in this or am I going to sacrifice this and give it to the Lord? And that ended up being such a huge thing for me to kind of get that toxic relationship out of my life and move on and begin to to serve the Lord. I remember another one for me um, was when I finally surrendered my future to the Lord and decided, all right, I'm going, I'm going for it, man. I'm going into full-time ministry. There are little legacy defining moments, I think, in your life, high schooler, middle schooler. And I just want to challenge you to lean into those because because you're building it now. Yeah. Now I want to, I want to, I guess, direct us towards this. Now this is, this is kind of on my mind as we're talking about this. So within, within the Christian world, there's, there's this ideal of what that looks like. And I know we're talking about building some things in private, but I, I at least will be transparent and say, I feel the pressure of this. When I look at people who have a ton of in, or pastors who have a ton of Instagram followers or youth pastors who have like huge youth groups and doing significant things, there's a little bit of like a, uh, I think a tendency or a danger to play like the comparison game. Do you, would you guys agree with that? Yeah. 100%. Like I, I, I wonder if, sorry, I'm losing my thought here. Can I restate? I'm going to go back and restate that here. Cause I, I went down a little bit of a, uh, a, a different route. Okay. All right. So I want to, I want to see us a little bit of a different, different direction here as we're, as we're talking about this, cause this is what's going on in my mind, but it's a little bit tangent, tangent, Tangential? Tan- I don't know how to say the word. Anyways, it's a little bit off, <laughs> a little bit off topic, a little bit of a bunny trail. It is. Uh, so I, I think that when I, as a youth pastor, look at other youth pastors, or look at other preachers who have ministries, I feel the, the temptation to fall into like a little bit of the comparison trap. You know, you look at someone like Amen Alex, who I don't even know how many followers he has on TikTok now. I'm Amen. Like, wow. He started like 18 months ago and has more people following him than I will ever see in my entire life. Do you know what I mean? Like more yeah. people that I'll ever like lay eyes on. He has people following him. And I think what I feel the temptation to do out of my insecurity and weakness sometimes is almost build a legacy that inflates my Christian persona Hmm. more than it does my, like my actual love for God. Like I am posting things to get attention because that will validate the insecurity that I have. I am saying things like out of kind of an impure heart. Does that make sense? Like this is kind of like a heart condition thing because it's good for me to post as a youth pastor on Instagram regardless, but like where my heart is, I feel like has an intimate tie into what kind of legacy I lead. And sometimes we don't always consider that. So I guess my, my question for us here is like, how do you, how do you guarantee, or how do you like set yourself up with the best possible guardrails to make sure that you're building a legacy to God and not ultimately to yourself? Yeah. So one of the quotes you kept saying throughout the whole thing was your history doesn't determine your legacy. So I want to just kind of reframe that of if God's the one who's going to help determine your legacy, then anything else you want to put in that gap can't be there. So like what you're mentioning with like, it can't be results that are going to determine your legacy. It can't be fruit. It can't be friends. It can't be anybody else that's going to determine your legacy, but God. And that's honestly the healthiest place to keep it of nobody else is allowed to like fill this gap and nobody else is allowed to tell me that, Hey, you've, you've made it in life. You finally reached like the pinnacle of where you're supposed to be other than God, because you might not land in the right place and you might be going in the wrong direction. If God's not the one who's the only person who's able to determine that. Yeah. And on top of that, Colin, you know, when you're saying God's the one who's going to make this happen in your life, if God has a specific plan and purpose for your life, you better not be trying to do something else, yeah. right? If you figured out what that purpose was and you're moving in a sideways direction or you're running the opposite direction like Jonah was, eventually God's going to either have to 
come at you and say, hey, I got to teach you this lesson. I'm going to make you go Put through you something. Whale, right. I'm going to make you go through something difficult or you're going to have to say, all right, you know, God, this isn't what I wanted. I'm going to have to surrender what I thought my life was going to look like. I'm going to have to surrender the expectations that I had of myself. Maybe that means my expectations of myself have to be higher. Maybe it means that, you know, I I thought that since my parents' marriage ended badly, that mine was going to end badly. Since they didn't graduate college, I wasn't going to graduate mm. college. And I had just been satisfied with that as myself. I had such low expectations, but really God had something way more in store for you. Yeah. Let's go. That's so good. I'll even just say, we all know this. Comparison will kill you. You know, Gil, I love that you were being vulnerable because I know so many people probably agree with that, but you cannot live that way. Looking at other people, comparing yourself, I should act like them, talk like them, whatever. You don't have to look like someone else, talk like someone else in order for you to actually have the legacy that God has designed for you to have. So as basic as this is, how about you just be yourself? You know, every student listening, be who God made you to be with the personality he put in you. And that will be the best way that you can fulfill the legacy that you're supposed to. You know, I, and Caleb, I love that you you brought that up because I, I do think that there's something significant about even just saying, I'm going to be the first one in my family to do this. No one in my family goes to church on Sundays. I'm going to church on Sundays. No one in my family graduated college. I'm going to change the total direction of our family and pass on a lineage that's different than what I received. Colin, you were talking about that. How about students in the room? What has you know, have you received in your you know upbringing that you wish was different? Be the change. Be different. I think that sometimes if we look at other people and we try and get our inspiration from them, then we're just going to be different versions of them of them and probably not as good. But if we look at God, how have you created me uniquely? What's unique about my family, my friend group, my church that only I can do? And you look to do that with all your heart. Man, that's how you begin to build a legacy. Wow. Man, guys, that's a, that's a lot of good stuff that we've, we've talked about here today. Before before we're done, is there any, any last thoughts that you guys have? Any last comments you want to make? Oh, uh, how about other than the fact that you brought up saving for retirement? Man, call me out. Kids to know. Yeah. I'm not thinking about that at open all, Open that guy. Roth IRA, my guys. Students, you can open a Roth IRA when you turn 18. <laughs> 200 bucks a year, you'll Some retire with 1.8 million. There. <laughs> not a year, 200 bucks a month. I said a year. Wow, Hopefully. that's terrible savings. Anyways, on that note, uh, thanks guys. Thanks students so much for tuning in. Uh, guys, if students want to connect with you, what's the best way? Hey, I'm Jordan Cleric. You can follow me, Jordan Cleric, one word. That's K-O-L-A. R-I-K. Say hi to me on Instagram. Yo, you can follow me on Instagram. My name's Colin R40. You can check out some fun bass videos just for the fun of it. And I'm also on Instagram at Caleb J. Holt. And I'll post cute pictures of my hey. baby, of your daughter. We're here for it, baby. <laughs> Plug it. And you guys can find me at Gilbo Swaggins. Again, students, thanks for listening. Don't forget, you're called to lead your generation. Do it with passion for Christ and love for others. Yeah.